Welcome to the Innovation Conversation, a podcast about innovators, both in business and real life. Hosted by myself, Ricardo Pesqual, and Harry McDonough. Today's episode is sponsored by Hyperskill. Hyperskill is a learning and training platform that enables people from all over the world to learn new tech skills. If you're looking to learn new tech skills, this is a platform to choose. You can find out more about them on hyperskill.org. Today we are talking with Alessio Rico from Jammer.ai, an AI business that helps companies craft compelling content anywhere and everywhere. Welcome to another episode of the Innovation Conversation. Alessio, it's a pleasure having you here. Both me and, and Harry are very excited to, to hear all about Jammer.ai. So tell us about uh, Jammer.ai. What is it? What does it do? Well, thank you for, for inviting me. My pleasure. So, uh, Jammer.ai uh, is, a, is a tool that helps uh, uh, creative writers uh, to accelerate uh, their production of content. Mm-hmm. It helps them to generate, to curate, to repurpose their content and also to automate their content generation uh, workflow. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a, um, a project that we start uh, in July mm-hmm. and uh, we are uh, still uh, evolving with the help of our community that we are yeah. building day by day and uh, they are helping us uh, to, to improve it. So who would you say it's like your primary audience? Who would go on Jammer that and say this is perfect for me, exactly what I've been looking for? Well, our, uh, our uh, users are mostly uh, content writers, mm-hmm. journalists, yeah. uh, creative writers, uh, and uh, people that uh, want to improve their uh, uh, content uh, creation skills. Maybe they are not very good, they don't feel very proficient in uh, uh, creative writing or uh, in uh, translations, and so they, they are fundamentally freelancers. Mm. I, I know we struggle with content writing, right? <laughs> it's always a nightmare to, to write this, this many pieces of content, so it's a really good tool. And you said translation as well, because you, you were telling us that it actually it helps you to translate things yes. into other yes. content to other languages, right? Yeah, so we, we have a different functions. Mm-hmm. Now, some are uh, uh, mostly for uh, text analysis, some other are for adapting your uh, content to social media, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, also the translation functions. Currently, we have uh, 20 languages, mm-hmm. but uh, from... Mm-hmm. The as next week, uh, probably we'll go to 100 languages. 100. What's uh, yeah. what's the hardest language so far to translate? Well, I think that uh, if we go to some kind of a dialect uh, from um, South Africa and things like that, uh, I think that... Uh, Not Russian or Chinese or Mandarin? No, no. I think that one of uh, the problems uh, uh, when it's about uh, languages that are not uh, using the Latin alphabet, uh, probably, mm-hmm. There will be some uh, some problem of uh, adaptation, you know, left to right, uh, uh, Cyrillic, mm-hmm. uh, or kanji. Uh, uh, yeah. But but we are working on it. <laughs> so when did you come up with the idea for this? So it was a uh, it was uh, some months ago. Uh, I built uh, uh, as a as a sort of bet with my friends. <laughs> I, I built uh, a Chrome plugin. Now you know those are those extensions that you can put on your browser. And those uh, extensions was able uh, to separate fact from opinion from an article that was on your web page. So you were going, I don't know, on the BBC, you were calling that plugin, and it was able uh, to read the article and tell you what are the facts, what were the opinions. At that point, from that uh, thing that was working very well, it has a discrete success 
uh, we, we decided mm, why we don't extend it and uh, we implement more function but for doing this uh, we needed to, to make a, a website with mm -hmm. a backend all the, th all the things so this is uh, how Jammer uh, born interesting in, in, is this is your first startup or you've actually done more things before right well uh, this is the first startup that I'm, I'm building mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I have a past as a startupper for uh, many other uh, companies. Uh, one in Ireland called mm -hmm. Karma, yeah. that currently is in Austin, and it was an automotive uh, uh, startup. Mm -hmm. We were helping people uh, in their carpooling uh, experience, mm -hmm. uh, and we had uh, a user base uh, in the USA, in Ireland, uh, and in Sweden. And um, the second, uh, instead, uh, is uh, the startup that I left. A uh, few 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 days ago, okay. <laughs> as a Dashi Dash, mm -hmm. I was the CTO uh, as a startup base in uh, California, and uh, is a, a big data and AI company mm -hmm. uh, with a focus on hospitality and restaurants. So, do, do you see a lot of companies? Because we we come across a lot of companies doing AI now. Yeah. How are you seeing this? Do you see like a lot of companies saying we absolutely need AI, or are they still thinking maybe we should get on the bang bandwagon or not? So well, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, example: I can tell you about my experience. Mm -hmm. When uh, uh, we when we start uh, in Dashi Dash two years ago uh, to create our data platform, uh, we needed a lot of AI, but. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the main problem was uh, with kind of AI we were uh, looking for because uh, mm, what we were doing uh, was uh, matching a product from different invoices mm -hmm. and understanding if uh, those products that come from the invoices are the same or not and if they are the same which probability is mm -hmm. that they are the same product okay. because if you have uh, two different invoices mm -hmm. the, the product itself is described with two different uh, yeah. labels, a string, a coding, and etc. So the problem was matching those things. And so we started using uh, fuzzy matching, that is a, mm -hmm. a, a, te a technique. The second was uh, using uh, clustering, another mm -hmm. machine learning yeah. technique. And at the end, uh, when uh, last year uh, ChatGPT exploded, we, we started uh, mm, saying, well, why we don't use generative AI, AI for mm -hmm. uh, categorize uh, matching uh, those things and uh, and uh, see if uh, it, it can help us, yeah. and uh, and we we noticed that uh, it was uh, very effective. It was uh, it was uh, uh, we we were uh, let's say early adopters okay. of this technique. Mm -hmm. We made uh, some errors uh, uh, along uh, the journey, yeah. but uh, now is uh, currently part uh, of. Uh, our uh, our software, a, a big part of generative AI that is uh, helping us for classification. Mm -hmm. So, other companies obviously jump on the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> they start to saying we are AI, whatever. <laughs> they try to plug AI <laughs> in some some way in their product. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do the same, no? We Call it the innovation conversation AI. Yes, yeah. maybe okay. <laughs> <laughs> sound a lot better. No, but we actually we use quite a lot of AI in, in our own podcast. For example, the snippets we put on social media are actually generated by AI, and it works super well. And there's no reason for us not to use it because do it manually will take hours and hours. Where you click a button, and within I don't know ten minutes, it's all done. So it's, it's well, pretty good. I think that uh, uh, the generative AI mm -hmm. is uh, so disruptive uh, that. Uh, 
it will become the, the, the new web, the new mobile paradigm, yeah. something that is not necessary to specify that you are doing it, because it will be part of your process. So what, what we should be through Jammer, because if, let's say I'm a content creator, right? Yeah. And I need to, well, like we do, we need to post a lot of stuff on social. Um, how do I get started with Jammer? So just go on the website, log in, do the whole thing, and then it schedules the posts, or it actually creates all the content by itself, based on <coughs> my intent. So, uh, you, you can uh, uh, sign up mm -hmm. on Jammer, J-A-M-R dot A-I, and uh, you have uh, uh, 50 credits for uh, starting using uh, the app for free. Okay. okay. And then uh, you have uh, three different uh, environments uh, where you can uh, use uh, Jammer. The first one uh, is uh, the, the most simple, mm -hmm. and mo most intuitive environment. It's called the Curator. Uh, you, you can uh, input uh, a prompt or a URL or a text, mm -hmm. select uh, one function, select uh, your favorite language for the output, uh, select uh, the tone of voice uh, and the audience, press a button uh, and enjoy the output. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Very simple. Cool, eh? <laughs> Straightforward. And then the output uh, you can copy and use it as you like. The second one is the editor. If you want uh, a fine tuning, if you want instead uh, to apply AI function and uh, not uh, to the whole text, but only on a paragraph, on a piece of text, you can use the ed editor environment that is uh, more, uh, let's say, uh, I would say more intricate, mm -hmm. a little bit with more functions, uh, but it uh, allows you to have more control. The third one instead is the workflow. And the workflow is uh, for people that has repetitive task mm -hmm. that they want to automate. Example, uh, for your podcast, yes. imagine that uh, at the end of the podcast uh, you want to take uh, the transcription, mm -hmm. uh, give uh, the transcription to Jammer and mm -hmm. say, okay, now I want a summary, I want uh, a blog post, uh, a post on LinkedIn, a <laughs> tweet, uh -huh. okay, and maybe the tweet uh, you make it in English and you make it also on, uh, I don't know, Chinese. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can design, uh, uh, literally drawing uh, on the screen uh, with the blocks uh, and connector, oh, wow. That's pretty this cool. workflow, mm -hmm. and then uh, you can uh, uh, press run and let it go. And after one minute, uh, you have uh, all those contents uh, ready mm -hmm. to be used, uh, copied and distributed. And obviously, because it's a repeatable task, because yeah. you have uh, many, many episodes of this mm -hmm. podcast, these uh, can be saved and reused every time. Can wow. it be used for video as well? Well, we would like. Last <laughs> <Give us> time <laughs> we start in July, <laughs> we build a company in July. We are uh, to. Uh, it's a very early stage. Yes, absolutely. So a very early stage, but you you can uh, use the project. That's really good, though. It's quick. Have it coming from nothing in July to having something that's almost ready to go out to market. So it's a very quick. Well, let's say that uh, me and uh, the co-founder, James, uh, we are, uh, mm, I to say, very used to build software and build solution. And uh, usually we help a team to, to, to make things uh, faster and better. So this time uh, we were the team, so we demonstrate <laughs> that we can do it by uh, ourselves. But obviously we need a team for implementing things like the video. Mm -hmm. and uh, or images example we would like uh, to to help uh, to generate uh, images with the uh, content so say this is the content 
generate the images. Yes, like generate the MidJourney does the... Something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can use, uh, instead of MidJourney, DALI. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yes, the idea is uh, to have a team that uh, help us uh, to to implement all the new function that we want. It makes, it makes sense because right now there's so much content out there and the you know the word on the street is produce as much content as possible, post it out you know out there and you're going to get a lot of traction, right? But if you have a little, an element of AI, it's actually going to help a lot of people because it's not easy to produce that much content. It's definitely not easy to translate it to another language, and it's an absolute nightmare to try and summarize whatever you're you're talking about into just a small article, right? So I can definitely see the use for it. Yeah. Uh, mm, Example, we have uh, two, uh, two functions for summarize uh, and another one instead uh, for simplify the text. Also that it that. means, okay, I don't understand what this text is meaning. Mm -hmm. Can you simplify it for me? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you can use it and this is very good for me. <laughs> you know what I'd be really interested in is if you could take this technology and apply search engine optimization to it. So that's a really big thing at the moment and something ChatGPT <coughs> and a lot of the... Uh, the other tools are kind of neglecting is they're producing text that is already out there and not unique and having unique unique text in the world of SEO search engine optimization is the best way to go and if you can do this for other countries especially emerging markets is that something you'd be looking into as well because that's something that I would think is a, a gold mine if you can get it right and all that content actually ranks on Google this, uh, um, this is uh, something that uh, there is a discussion about it uh, I think that uh, for Jam Jammer uh, can be very, very interesting for developing countries mm -hmm. that uh, they don't have uh, maybe access uh, to English content uh, and uh, instead they can repurpose English content uh, in, in their language and, uh, in, how to say, accelerate the um, productivity of people that is uh, living in countries uh, like in Far East uh, mm -hmm. or in Africa. And uh, I think that uh, this is uh, one very, very interesting uh, part uh, of our business. Definitely. It's a sort of uh, democra democratizing mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the adoption of AI, especially for content writing. Well, it's actually because it's a very good market to get into the uh, search engine optimization space because it, yeah. it gives a new angle to say, we can mass produce this. As Ricardo said, the more content out there, the better. But mm -hmm. If you can get that content to actually index on Google and Bing and all the other search engines, you're, you're suddenly onto a, a winning, I would say, platform. And that's a, yeah. a great way to go about it. But example, another, another interesting uh, uh, tool that uh, you can uh, use on Jammer now, in this moment, is what we call uh, the strategy, uh, strategy brief. <laughs> Fundamentally, you take uh, uh, a document, you apply the strategy brief, is able uh, to tell you what is the sentiment of that document, oh, yeah. what is the summary, facts and opinion, uh, and then uh, a, uh, a set of uh, call to action that uh, you can do taken uh, by, uh, by the text. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, a bullet list of uh, actionable uh, items. And imagine this uh, applied to, example, a financial report. Uh, sometimes uh, you read uh, a document that contains uh, very sensitive information, you are not able uh, immediately to understand what are the facts and the opinions, and also what are uh, the actionable items that are yeah. hidden in that text. You can try Jammer and see what happens. Interesting, yes, because there's, there's, it's English or actually any language, it's always a bit hard to fully understand what someone else wrote on, right? 
you yeah. need to have a certain degree of literacy to fully understand exactly what they want from that document, right? And sometimes people have a very clear writing, other times they have a very how should I put this a very complex writing and it's very hard to understand the facts from fiction. So having a tool like that, yeah, that's definitely a, a game changer. Yeah, so also also one thing that I tried and in this case we don't we don't talk about Jammer but in general mm -hmm. with the LLM is uh, mm, how interesting is if you have an idea to use a, a tool like a ChatGPT or Bard uh, to help you to develop uh, in terms of content and mm -hmm. this idea. I try example writing a book, okay. uh, writing a story, you know, and I notice uh, how was uh, interesting uh, to have uh, this uh, relationship uh, with the mm -hmm. AI uh, using it uh, not uh, like an oracle but uh, as, a, as a sort of partner uh, that you can uh, work in pairing. Yeah. Like, mm, okay, I would like to evolve, uh, uh, develop this character. How, how you ask me, yeah. ask me, ask me the right questions mm -hmm. yeah. about it, and uh, and uh, see how the AI is able uh, to asking you the right questions yeah. for developing. The same thing is uh, something that uh, in the future we could uh, help uh, and add in Jammer mm -hmm. to have Jammer not only as a like, let's say a servant that is executing what uh, you are asking, but also as a sort of uh, creative uh, writer partner mm, okay. that is able to give you suggestions. It's interesting because I don't think a lot of people know this, but when you ask ChatGPT or any AI to write something, if you mention, I want you to write in this specific style, I want you to write like I was Hemingway, I want you to write like yeah. um, Ada, you know, uh, Alan Poe, and it actually changes the reply it gives you, right? Yes, it's so powerful. Is it the, the ChatGPT idea of, of Hemingway? So how would you go about checking plagiarism? Because I, I reckon there will be thousands of uni students mm -hmm. who will bite your hand off right there if you can say, Jammer can, you know, the content we produce, it can't be checked. It can't. Be, there's no tool out there at the moment that can say it's plagiarized, it's taken from, from these sources. Is that something out there? Or? Well, uh, about the plagiarism, uh, the problem is that uh, you need to have uh, a huge data set uh, of uh, data to, to check. Uh, uh, to understand if uh, this, uh, what uh, what we are able to do currently in Jammer instead uh, is uh, to recognize uh, how much uh, AI looks like your text. Uh, okay. And uh, I'm developing uh, uh, a tool for uh, humanize your content. So well, make this is it. So <laughs> <laughs> make uh, make the content uh, more similar to a human made. Uh, content than uh, uh, an AI generated. So it's actually going to be harder for any university teacher to look at... Uh, I have, a, I have a, uh, a friend that uh, mm -hmm. she is a university teacher, she, she is a lecturer mm -hmm. in uh, uh, Italian literature that uh, she hates me for that. But you know, uh, the problem, the problem uh, mm, is that uh, obviously AI comes uh, with a very strong ethical uh, uh, subject mm -hmm. that we need to uh, to consider, but also it's also true that what happens in computer science is that if you can do something, these things will be done. Yeah. So the problem is not uh, uh, that uh, companies like Jammer should not do things, because uh, we are so small uh, mm -hmm. that uh, if we don't do, you need to do them. Yeah. 
Google can do it. <laughs> Microsoft can do it. Instead, mm-hmm. it's much better. It's much better that there is a movement, uh, a strong opinion about what ethical AI should be, and make everyone adopting it. That's but where, where do you set the line? Because because ethics is a, is an interesting thing, right? So it depends on the culture, it depends on the background. There's many ways of, you know, defining our moral standards. But when you're creating a company from scratch like you are, in, in terms of the ethics for the AI, I, where do you place the bar? That's interesting. I think that uh, that uh, in uh, in our case, uh, our is a is a tool for generating content, mm-hmm. and uh, we are using uh, currently uh, as a LLM. Uh, uh, open AI. Mm-hmm. Now, in the future, we'll use a different uh, LLM. It depends only by the availability of the API, and we already have a ready uh, a broker uh, layer that mm-hmm. is able uh, to switch from uh, one AI to another. What I think it will happen is that at a certain point, uh, all the problems related to plagiarism and uh, and uh, mm, copyright will be delegated. Uh, to our service provider, because our service provider are mm-hmm. OpenAI, it will yeah. be Bard, okay. and etc. They, uh, we can uh, only, how to say, uh, limit uh, the, the functions that we are doing uh, to be ethical. Mm-hmm. But in terms of LLM, uh, uh, we are using a, a service, and this service uh, should be ethical. By the way, OpenAI. As uh, I know, is a, is a thin line. What is about uh, who is the responsibility of? No. Uh, OpenAI has uh, some APIs uh, where uh, you can inspect the content, uh, the prompt that mm-hmm. uh, uh, you are submitting, uh, to understand how much uh, uh, sex, uh, violence, uh, and uh, other uh, metrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, are relevant uh, in a way that uh, you can apply a certain filter. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, at least, is uh, something that we can do at Jammer and avoid uh, that a certain uh, kind of content uh, can be created. Yeah. created. Okay, I, want, I want to go back slightly to the mention of the Italian lecturer you're working with and, <laughs> and the content produced. How accurate was it? Because you mentioned you're working with multiple languages in different countries. and. Mm. If you were to take, let's say, this to either South Korea or somewhere in, in Saudi and say, hey, can you compare these notes to what you would write and is this credible? What would they say? Uh, what do you mean credible? Credible like a like this is high end. This is high end. This would actually be seen as someone's written it in our language. Um, if I was to take it to a university that has a translation department, they can say, wow, this is something that is of a high standard that we would do. Is that something that you currently can the LLM uh, quality of translation uh, is very good, uh, but I don't think that is at the level of a professional translator, especially for certain languages. Uh, what uh, you can expect is uh, a level uh, that is uh, for sure above uh, the classic uh, manual uh, from uh, I don't know something bought on uh, AliExpress <laughs> <laughs> translating <laughs> in English. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I think that uh, the way you, you, you have to approach the problem is that uh, you have uh, the translation uh, and then uh, you, you, you save time in doing uh, the, the big part of the, mm-hmm. of the work and then uh, you have uh, always uh, to, to, to read again uh, and, uh, and, uh, and validate uh, the translation and correct. 
personally, I'm not happy even by the English that is produced by ChatGPT. This is a good question. How, how do you deal with colloquial uh, expressions? Because, for example, if we were to say, I've done this on the fly, for example, and then translate it, 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 it cannot translate, oh, he's done that on the fly, because it doesn't make yeah, any I sense. Never right? see, I, never see, I never see errors uh, like this uh, uh, in a translation example from English to Italian. Mm -hmm. it, it never does, uh, uh, an, um, let's say, a literal uh, translation. Yeah. Is able to understand uh, those things and translate the meaning as well. Well, yes, or, or avoid. <laughs> <laughs> what about a simpler one, such as translating American English to UK and English? Well, because you've got the Z, don't you? The can, Z and the S. You can do it. Example: In German, we have Australian uh, English and American English, uh, because uh, that was uh, uh, something that our uh, users uh, ask us. Uh, um, my co-founder is Australian, so okay. uh, we, we... I didn't imagine Australian English. <laughs> well, Australian English is a... Didgeridoo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, things like that. But you're from New Zealand as well, so you should know a couple of... Uh, oh, they have a, a, very, a very weird language to us. <laughs> More swear I words. <laughs> I think that there is a something between a New Zealander and Australia, no? In terms of... Oh, better English, let's put that. <laughs> But if we went back to how you came across or how you went about developing your MVP within that three month timescale, for our audience, how did you do it so quickly? Did you just build everything using a specific programming languages or did you use some of the no code uh, tools? A, yeah, we, we, we come to a decision in terms of the technology to use. And uh, we use, uh, uh, obviously, the workflow part is brought in React.js. Uh, instead, uh, all the other parts are uh, classic uh, vanilla JavaScript and jQuery. Mm -hmm. uh, the infrastructure, in terms of the front-end, uh, we are using Webflow. Webflow okay. is a tool for, uh, let's say, no code. It's not true <laughs> that it's not code. There is always code <laughs> to write. But uh, really, it helps you to save a lot of time. And because we were in MVP, because we were trying to validate our idea and see uh, how fast we were able uh, to make people uh, start uh, enjoying mm -hmm. our software. We were uh, not uh, willing uh, to spend too much time in, uh, let's say, managing the users, login, uh, uh, Stripe for mm -hmm. the, the subscription. So we fundamentally use Memberstack and Webflow and then all the other part of the code, uh, uh, React.js, Vanilla, JavaScript, uh, and uh, an infrastructure that is running uh, on AWS. So how many users do you have at the moment, if you don't mind? Currently, currently we are uh, at 120 users. It's pretty good, to be fair. And uh, for, uh, for su subscriptions, people that is paying. And uh, we are growing, uh, let's say, 20% every week. But, uh, well, I hope that it will continue. <laughs> Maybe we can improve it. And do you retain them as well? They stay on the on the platform. Yeah, yeah, they stay on the platform uh, at least uh, until they don't uh, finish their fifty credit, fifty <laughs> credits. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> and uh, so someone then. someone uh, uh, subscribe with another email mm -hmm. that they are using all the tricks uh, that you can yeah. have uh, with the Gmail. Oh, I do that. I do that. every single <laughs> one. Yeah, I do it all the time. And uh, and yes, some uh, some of them uh, are very nice. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, to us, uh, they are writing uh, uh, a feedback. Uh, but good. for us, uh, 
is gold having the feedback uh, and uh, we collect uh, and we re really read the feedback and we implement the suggestion from that. It's, it's quite impressive though, starting the company in July, by October, you're going to have paying users and everything is kind of growing and growing so well, that's, that's yeah, quite impressive. Yeah, that's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really a thing for and me. And you're also bootstrapping, right? So this is all done without any investment. It's all on our shoulders <laughs> for now. So we are looking, idea. we are looking for, for, for investors. Mm -hmm. We were not uh, very active until now. Probably, we, we already have a business plan. We have the pitch deck. Mm -hmm. We already spoke with one investor. Uh, but I would say we are a, a little bit shy, probably, because <laughs> we want everything top-notch, mm -hmm. clean, uh, perfect, uh, uh, before uh, showing uh, showing uh, to the investors. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we start in a few days. Have you ever tried reaching out to universities and working with them? Because again, if you look at certain universities, even in London, or if I take Essex, for instance, Essex has probably one of the largest data sets of international students in the UK. And a lot of them are probably from either China, I would say Russia, uh, Middle Eastern, and you know, all over the place, essentially. They've got a populace around 14,000. But having something like that going into a uni that has <coughs> such a diverse background, just for individuals to test it out, build up your user base, and get that validation, has that something you've ever that considered? Is, that is an amazing idea, and I think that is uh, the classic suggestion that will uh, take uh, <laughs> and uh, will uh, we'll transform uh, in, uh, in, uh, in an action. Yes, so uh, I think that having a, having a, uh, a community of users uh, uh, that uh, that want to uh, help us, especially with the translation, uh, understanding uh, how 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 good is uh, the translation, that would be great. Especially with most of them, they have to come out and do their IELTS, don't they? So a lot of them don't actually want do the ones, sorry. IELTS. It's basically uh, an English written test to show that they have ah. the, let's say, RGCSEs. So in, in, in UK, you have GCSEs. Over there, they have different qualifications. But when an international individual comes over, they have to do something called the IELTS, which is essentially if they score a level, I think it's six, seven or eight, they can then go on and do further education in the UK. It, it just shows that mm -hmm. their level of English is up to a standard to ah, okay. understand what they're going to be doing, mm -hmm. doing the education, speaking it as well. So it's, it's quite a strict process, but being able to translate it over would be something very interesting to them, especially in their home countries and, and even coming over yeah. here and immersing themselves in. Well, example, example I would like also to see, not only in terms of students and uh, uh, using uh, using Jammer for uh, uh, let's say their essay and uh, mm -hmm. etc. at the end. Yeah. I know that it the will be <laughs> <laughs> even if my friend from Italy yeah. <laughs> is against. But example, uh, uh, journalists that uh, they want to repurpose uh, their their articles in different languages mm -hmm. and uh, uh, selling it to different uh, newspapers. Uh, uh, magazines uh, or m publishing on different blogs uh, in different languages. Cause I could throw something out there. Mm -hmm. So I used to work for a, an events company, an international events company, and I'm not going to put the name out there. <laughs> but essentially, they would go out and act as a middleman for universities and students, international students. And they would go out and let's say go to America, they would work with Duke and some very large universities to help them with their international recruitment purposes. And a big aspect of that was taking all of their current English content and translating it over into Portuguese, Spanish, Italian. And that was a very, very expensive process for them. And bear in mind, they're also 
printing it off, distributing it out, getting all these individuals that have just, you know, bet the basics of English to really look into this content and read it. I think it's a, a very good market. If you see, a, a, tool, a tool like Jammer would be great for uh, who has uh, the need of translator, mm -hmm. translate, or also for the translator itself, because it, it, it can do the, the most boring part of uh, the job, and then uh, you can uh, uh, reread re and, uh, uh, let's say, verify that everything is fine. This means uh, you can do more translation in more languages uh, in yeah. less time. It's quite powerful for, for growing companies, isn't it? Because all of a sudden you can actually reach out to new markets very easily and at the click of a button, which before would probably take a little bit longer because you need to adapt all the content, make, sh make sure the translation is you know spot on and this kind of simplifies yeah. things. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that is uh, the reason why Jammer exists. Well, more, uh, more on uh, repurposing uh, the, the the content the uh, on yeah. different media and uh, in different format, but also in different languages. That's yes. Right. So, what's your next steps of your journey, if you don't mind uh, divulging that? Well, thi this is interesting. I I have uh, a lot of ideas, and I'm discussing with James, uh, the co-founder, and uh, we agree that uh, one of the things is uh, helping uh, uh, small business like. Uh, uh, agencies, uh, uh, marketing, uh, and uh, mm, um, advertisement uh, mm -hmm. team that are working in advertisement in uh, creating uh, content that is following uh, the brand identity of their clients. Mm -hmm. So it means imagine uh, you you have a, uh, a a company. I don't know. I I, I say a name. I imagine Coca Cola. Coca -Cola. <laughs> okay, they have a, a book with their brand identity, mm -hmm. uh, what are, uh, uh, how, how the messages, how the output should be brought, in, in which kind of terms, which words, words that they have to mm -hmm. uh, not, not be used, uh, concept, etc. And imagine to, to feed this into an LLM mm -hmm. that is a starting uh, talking like a creative agency for Coca-Cola. That is quite powerful, isn't it? And then yeah. uh, you can use a jammer and uh, start creating a content like people from that. Like the voice yeah. you want to take from, from the brand. That is super powerful. Though. Yes. Because that, I think that's always the hardest thing when you're creating content for any brand is, okay, what's our voice? Exactly. And uh, this, uh, this, uh, this is uh, uh, one of the reasons that we are looking for investors, because obviously this uh, is uh, above our uh, uh, possibilities in terms of bootstrapping. Yeah, <laughs> but we know <laughs> what to do, mm -hmm. how to do it. And uh, the idea is uh, to, to, to give uh, um, LLM that are mm -hmm. trained with uh, the uh, brand identity of the clients. Yeah. Uh, of the agencies, and at that point, uh, the agency is able to use a jammer uh, with with their. I'm just thinking it's also quite disruptive for the market overall because big brands normally go for very big agencies, whereas if you actually have the smaller brands understand the message very well and be able to create tons of content before uh, a meeting and say, "Hey, we got all this content," and it actually matches your brand identity, all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, we yes. don't mind going with a smaller brand because you." you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head with that one, right? So and this, uh, this will help also small companies uh, to have a mm -hmm. better client, bigger client. Yeah. Then, and this is uh, just one of the things. The second is uh, to increase uh, the amount uh, of uh, sources uh, mm -hmm. that we can read, like uh, reading a PDF, larger text, uh, 
or a, a transcription from a YouTube uh, uh, videos uh, in a way that uh, we can uh, create uh, and uh, uh, repurpose uh, more content from uh, uh, more diverse uh, uh, data sources. Those are the first uh, two uh, main things that uh, we want to implement. And I guess if people want to find you online, um, yeah. where, how can you do that? So if uh, people want to find me, mm -hmm. they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, on my name, Alessio Ricco. Uh, they can find me on Twitter, Alessio Ricco, the handle, so it's very simple. <laughs> and uh, uh, otherwise, they can uh, write me an email at uh, alessio at jammer AI. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. And uh, obviously, uh, I invite them uh, to try, try mm -hmm. Jammer. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and then before we go, what's, how much are you looking to raise? Well, that's an interesting. Uh, that that's an interesting. Give us a ballpark figure because, like, we, we spoke before, so it kind of told us it's between something and something. So just give us. Yes, a, we have a, a we, uh, we 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 made a, a business plan, uh, and uh, fundamentally, what uh, we are uh, uh, willing to raise uh, is uh, something that goes uh, from four hundred to eight hundred thousand okay. pounds, mm -hmm. and uh, the reason uh, is that uh, uh, we we envision the problem and uh, uh, we have uh, let's say three tiers three tiers uh, that it means that depending by the funding uh, what we'll do and uh, uh, with 400 thousands uh, we'll, uh, we'll build uh, we'll build a company uh, we'll uh, create a team possibly uh, remote mm -hmm. team yeah. that is part of our experience we know uh, how to how to work with them and also we want two uh, specialists in marketing and sales uh, that will help us uh, mm -hmm. to be immediately profitable <laughs> <laughs> as, that's, that's as fast as we can yeah. and they will go to look immediately for, uh, uh, for a seed. And are you SEIS and EIS registered? Uh, not yet, but uh, we are uh, doing uh, we are doing it as a step. We are going to Right, we started in July. We're to October, and already <laughs> have a couple of paying users and all that. So yeah. Well, uh, I I can tell you that uh, uh, me and James uh, uh, we know each other uh, since uh, seven years, and we work together in already in two companies, mm -hmm. and one was uh, a startup uh, in California, mm -hmm. and uh, in two years. Uh, uh, we we scale up the team from two to eighteen people. Yeah. I uh, uh, I joined the company. Uh, James was a co-founder of the previous uh, uh, of Dashi Dash. Mm -hmm. I joined a little bit later before uh, the proceed. We had a proceed of uh, one point five million dollars mm -hmm. and uh, a seed uh, last June of uh, three point five million dollars. So. We, we are used to you know, you know, do you know fast, yeah. get <laughs> things done uh, very fast. <laughs> well, we'll awesome. see you uh, I, so getting an IPO over the next year. <laughs> <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure having you here. And best of luck with Jammer. Uh, we thank are you. definitely signing up with multiple emails, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's fine. It's fine. I will. <laughs> Delete us. <laughs> I will close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for uh, this uh, conversation. It was thank great. You.